This week on Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet, Poupée de Cire, Poupée de Son. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet. We are the only podcast on the internet that talks about every single Arcade Fire song, one per episode alphabetically. My name is Alex Pande, and beside me is the wonderful Owen Heaney. Hello. And we are coming out of CITR, the campus radio and recording studio at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, on the unceded territory of the Musqueam people. How are you doing, Owen? I'm doing very well. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing well. And uh, uh, we said weekly, but this is the second cycle now where we, uh, we've been putting out, we're going to put out two back-to-back episodes every other Wednesday. It's been an uh, uh, interesting time no one in my life where we've been moving, and uh, this is just the easiest for us. We're going to get back to the weekly format fairly soon, but for right now, we're going to be doing these uh, double episodes. Yeah, so I think them like double LPs, you know? It's, uh, yeah, quick little double LPs that have nothing to do with the other one. <laughs> uh yeah, uh, you ready to get into it? Basic facts. Basic facts. Okay, here we go. Poupée de Cire, Poupée de Son was featured on a split seven-inch single, which um, was released as part of the LCD Sound System Arcade Fire U.S. Joint Tour in fall of 2007, and it was like a release at all the shows. On the one side had Poupée de Cire, Poupée de Son played by Arcade Fire, and on the other side it had. Uh, no, what, what was it? No Love Lost, which is a Joy, Joy Division, Division cover. Yeah, Joy Division cover. And then you like Joy Division, Owen? I, I, I listen to a few of their songs. It's like I definitely need more time to get into them. I just haven't spent that time, but I feel like I will at some point. Yeah, um, I was, I was, I mean, I like Joy Division now, but I was huge on Joy Division and New Order in high school, like, like r- ridiculously so. Uh, I can yeah. see it. Uh, I don't, I find, I, I don't remember the last time that I've listened to a full album from Joy Division, but I definitely did all the time. Although I really like they have a live album um, in, in Paris, and that, that's really cool. I listen to that still, but I'm sure at some point I'm going to kind of cycle back to it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was huge on Joy Division. Yeah, but this song is also a cover. So both sides of the 7-inch single were covers. Yeah. And this is a cover of a Eurovision song. So for any North American fans, which I didn't really, I knew kind of about Eurovision before, but I didn't really know. It's basically a competition that's been going on since the late 50s. It's televised, and each country in Europe comes up with an original song. They have an artist represent them that comes up with the original song, and they perform it live. And then there's some voting, and then in the end, someone wins. So this is actually a cover of a 1965 Eurovision winner called Poupée de Cire, Poupée de Son. It was written by Serge uh, Rambois. Gainsbourg, sorry, and uh, France Gall performed it. And it uh, very much falls into, it's like a subgenre of French pop at the time called Ye Ye. And uh, I mean, we'll get into it more as we talk about the song. But uh, it won, and it's kind of famous now, and that's why they covered it. And they actually performed it live 16 times. So that's a decent amount for a cover. And with Regine singing, lead vocals every time and the most recent was in two i mean this they was all 16 performances were on in 2007 during this like six month period and it's not on spotify so there's no real kind of metric for that but in terms of the original it has 10.5 million streams but huh yeah that's not that, that much. much yeah it's not like the same as like i don't know like the average yeah. song on everything now or something huh that's a that's a really cool tour. 
LCD opening for Arcade Fire? Uh, do they open for each other? It's not like uh, one opening for the other. Oh, it was they I think they rotate. I think. Oh, I dang. Think. Uh-huh. Yeah, like that's a. Uh, um, I actually have a poster from that tour. The uh, you know the blue and brown one I have. Yeah. Talking about visual things on a on a uh, audio podcast. Yeah, I have it. It's the poster from the Kansas show from that tour. Uh, I got it at Neptune Records in Vancouver. They have like posters and um, uh, yeah, it, they, it was it was like twenty five dollars and I'm like oh that's actually really cool and uh, pretty like you know rare because it's just a one off for that show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I still like I look at it like dang like LCD and Arcade Fire that that's huge as a double bill. Yeah, that would have been really cool. Who do you think in this day and age would be their – you think LCD would still be their, like, ultimate double bill with them or who of equal? Uh, that's tough because, you know, I mean, like, everyone likes to talk about, like, the death of rock bands. Maybe, like, the killers. But Yeah, that's what I, I mean. And, and, and uh, on, on the next episode, we're going to talk about uh, the killers a bit more with Arcade Fire. But I don't think – I don't think they have a lot of fan overlap. Yeah, like I like other than like me. <laughs> no, like, I don't know. I think there is like a decent amount of fan overlap, but overall, it's like not the same as maybe LCD sound system and Arcade Fire. But. Yeah, I feel like the Strokes and the Killers would be a double bill. Um, but yeah, that's more of a festival thing. I feel like it would be Arcade Fire and some influence, like like David Byrne uh, touring with them. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, interesting. If you have a thoughts on that, uh, let us know. Um, we haven't really shouted out our social media in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're at arcadefirealphabet.com, and uh, on there you can see all of our links to our social media. Uh, we have our email, which is arcadefire.alpha at gmail.com. If you want to send in some comments, we always appreciate when people do, and we love talking to you. Owen and I are on Twitter. I'm at, at A-P-A-Y-A-N-D-E-H, and Owen is at... Owen dot Heaney maybe or Owen P Heaney or some I don't it doesn't matter. <laughs> Owen doesn't remember that that's on our website as well. Uh, we have a Facebook page and we uh, it, it's it's much smaller than our relative to our overall listener base. But if you want to message us on that too, we'd love it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Until this podcast, I'd never listened to this song, or maybe I have three times or so, like up to three times, but I no memory of this song. Yeah, I don't think I've really I hadn't really listened to it before. Yeah, and uh, it is they have they released the physical seven inch and like if I saw it somewhere, I think I'd buy it just for you know the fact it's, that I like Arcade Fire, but I wouldn't go out like this isn't one that I'd you know order online if I had disposable income. You it's know? interesting because like Discogs doesn't have it as going that expensive. Yeah, it's like, like, well, all of their other than tunnels, all their singles are not that expensive. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean. I, yeah, listen to like unreleased stuff, and this just kind of slipped through the cracks, just like cars and telephones that I just weirdly never, never listened to it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you want to get into it? Okay. Um, so Owen's going to read <laughs> all the lyrics in French because uh, Owen can speak French, but I cannot. And then I'm going to read them after in English. Yeah, this is just, we really should have got a French speaker on for this episode, like a true French speaker. Because I, we must know yeah. somebody who, like, yeah, we, we do, like, but we, I mean, it's too late now. Let's no <laughs> Quebecois. French speakers, though. No. But eh, take I mean, it away. <laughs> Je suis une poupée de cire, une poupée de son. Mon cœur est gravé dans mes sanchons. Poupée de cire, poupée de son. Suis-je meilleur, suis-je pire euh, qu'une poupée de salon? Je vois la vie en rose, bonbon. Poupée de cire, poupée de son. 
mes disques sont un miroir dans lequel chacun peut me voir. Je suis partout à la fois, brisé en mille éclats de voix. Autour de moi, j'entends rire. Les poupées de chiffon, celles qui dansent sur mes, mes chansons, poupées de cire, poupées de son, elles se laissent séduire pour un oui, pour un non. L'amour n'est pas que dans les chansons, poupées de cire, poupées de son. Euh, celles parfois, je soupire, je me dis à quoi bon. Chanter ainsi l'amour sans raison, sans rien, Connaître des garçons, je suis qu'une poupée de cire, qu'une poupée de son. Sous le soleil de mes cheveux blonds, poupée de cire, poupée de son. Mais un jour, je vivrai mes chansons, poupée de cire, poupée de son. Sans craindre à la chaleur des garçons, poupée de cire, poupée de son. Et c'est fini. Now Owen's going to give all of his thoughts in French. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll read them in English. I mean, the Google Translate translation of English, and Owen's going to chime in if something is is off. Uh, <clears throat> I am a wax. I am a wax doll, a doll of her. My heart is grave in my songs. Doll of wax, doll of her. So this one's, so, I mean, we can go stanza by stanza and oh, talk okay. about it. And like as a. Uh, I mean, like, so, I mean, obviously, Arcade Fire didn't write the lyrics, so we no. won't, like, go. But, I mean, like, there's interesting things about it. So, Serge Gar- Gainsbourg, who wrote it, is actually famous for writing lots of, like, little double meanings in his words. So, first off, like, the first one, poupée de son. In French, that means rag doll. Or it also means son means his. So, it's actually kind of, like, his doll. It's, like, wax doll and his doll. I mean, like, the themes uh. throughout the song, it's very, it's actually kind of applies to Arcade Fire. There's a lot of these themes is about... Being, yeah. being a, it's very meta, which is a classic Arcade Fire, almost everything now kind of stage, where it's meta about what it's like to be an artist and to be put yourself up on stage and you're out, everyone else's doll. It's kind of almost like Antichrist because it's like you are standing on stage, you're in front of everyone, and now um, you have to, like, yeah, it's like you're putting on this performance, but no one knows who you really are. So I think that's kind of like throughout the song, you kind of get that. But So his doll, it's interesting because, yeah, it's, it's Ragdoll and his doll at the same time. Yeah, I uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I um, I I think it's, or or uh, I mean I'll get to uh, yeah. Well, we can continue, or I'll continue. Uh, am I better? Am I worse than a living room doll? I see life in pink sweet doll of wax doll of her. <laughs> uh, I I think here it's like just the, the I like we I am who I am, and we're gonna I guess we're later on we're gonna define what what they are more when we give more descriptive uh, descriptive lines but i right away it's like am i in the in the sense of the band are we better than than anyone else and very much they're like we're the best are we the best are we better than like the you know living room rock uh, elevator music kind of stuff uh yeah i i think this is very much checks out as a cover they they did on Neon Bible. Like, I mean, musically, we'll get to later, but musically and lyrically, it's like, yep, yeah, Neon Bible cover. Yeah, yeah, I think for sure. It's like what they were thinking about at the time. Yeah. Uh, my, this is one, it sounds kind of weird. I don't know if it's the right translation, but my discs are a mirror in which everyone can see me. <laughs> I am everywhere at once, broken in a thousand flashes of voice. My records are a mirror. Oh, so it's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like my, my songs uh, are this mirror in which people look at me. And like that's how that's the only way they see me. Um, yeah, I thought the like reflector of a reflector of a reflector seemed it too out of place here. Even if that's like some maybe they thought of that theme now, it's it, it didn't seem like 
right. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah that you know checks out. Uh, the like in the uh, we haven't had a nice pop culture reference in a while. Like in the new Twilight Zone reboot in the first episode with Kamel Nanjiani and uh, Tracy. Morgan. Morgan. I was thinking he's Tracy Jordan in 30 Rock, and it's so similar. (laughs) Tracy Morgan, where he's saying that uh, when you're an artist and you put something out there, it's not yours anymore. It's the the public. It's the fans. And, of course, in the Twilight Zone, what happens is Camille Nanjiani makes jokes about things in his life, and they they start disappearing. This isn't the twist. There is a big twist, but that happens like the first five minutes or like ten minutes of the episode. Don't mean to spoil anything. Yeah. But, yeah, it's what it's saying, that as soon as, like, kind of – as soon as she puts something down on the song, some emotion or whatever, it's it's no longer th- hers. It's uh, it's for everyone to pick up and interpret in there. I mean, look at this. All these songs that they wrote are in some ways becoming ours because we are projecting ourselves onto them and we're saying this is what they meant and this is what uh, we think that they were trying to say with this song. And so even if it isn't, uh, it's at the point when, when we, uh, we're, we're disputing it. And I think that, like we were saying on uh, Peter Pan, that uh, when putting himself out there, that's a very emotional song for him, that he said very much that's about his grandpa. And that I think that that's very tough to be that emotional and put that out in the song because people are going to pick that up. People are criticizing, like, the, oh, Peter Pan's not that great of a song. And going into that, that, that this one means so much to you and you're putting it out there for people to maybe say that it's not that great. And it, it stops being his. But I think by everything now, they've gotten to the point where they, they they keep the songs as theirs. Like, they put them out for the world, but they also know that they're theirs at the end of the day. But they don't at this point. Mm-hmm. Around me, I hear laughing. The ragdolls, those who dance on my songs. Doll of wax, doll of her. What do you think the ragdolls are relative to the wax doll that she is? I don't know. I think, like, they're both just very much it's... um. They're both just play toys for the public. I think that's yeah. what like that's that's why I'm getting. Like I don't think there's like a huge difference in what they are. I just think it's very much it's like these. Th- we're when I'm out in the public, I'm something to be played with by the public. I'm not myself. I'm not human. I'm just this like rag doll. Yeah, and I uh, well, you were, is like the rag and the wax the same? You were is like is it the wordplay or is one of them rag and one of them wax here? So yeah, seal seal means wax, and then the song could like I mean like, like uh, looking at like so they they are different yeah uh, okay <clears throat> yeah uh, yeah I th- so I think that the perhaps the the rag dolls are everyone else is more solid but much more cheaply made or uh, less complex but more yeah, solid. We're like you know a rag doll is is. You know, fabric and button eyes and 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 thrown together, whereas a wax doll, you know, has to be very much carved and uh, shaped and all that sort of stuff. But as we'll get in a bit, that they're much more breakable. Mm-hmm. And like and yet, yet they're both lifeless, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's just uh, interesting because like this is like kind of like maybe it's kind of classic of the yay yay movement at the time, but it's very much uh, dent like the the the. Lyrics and what they're talking about is very dense. But when you listen to the song, it just sounds like oh, just another pop song. So I think that's kind of like the same as like how you get there with everything now is just like oh, it's just another pop song. But there is there is kind of more dense themes underneath it. Yeah. Uh, they let themselves be seduced for a yes for a name, 
Love is not only in the songs. Uh, doll of Wax, Doll of Her. I think um, we didn't touch on yet the thing we always touch on that this we went right into it being a metaphor for the band but it uh, i think also it's, it's a metaphor for the country <laughs> oh no, no yeah the well, which one was it where is uh is the country america intervention intervent yeah no 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 it was with rob there was one where eh, what uh, neon bible uh, whatever whatever yeah. but one of them i was the was the wait is wind talking about america here anyway uh, we didn't I mean often we talk about that they very often use the metaphor of the relationship as the relation like the relationship with two people as the relationship with the fans and I think this one with the people I think it's very straightforward um, uh, we'll get to it later that the uh, or I guess it's in the very last verse but we'll kind of touch on it now that the all these the the boys that are dancing to her songs <coughs> she doesn't know that they can melt her uh, we're going to get to that a bit more, but that that's pretty like, she's putting herself out there to, to the world and to the, to the, to the boys and to the fans, but not knowing that at this point that they could destroy her, mm-hmm. that, that everything that she's made of can just get burned out by the, the public. Yeah. Which is, I mean, yeah, like we're on refl- this. This one also, you know, could be not so much sound, but it, it could all just thematically. It could also be on reflector that uh, that the the fans, you know, first they'll love you, then they'll hate you, then they'll love you again. That you can just get eaten alive by fans if you let it. Apocrypha, right? Yeah. Some pulling off some reflector reflector <laughs> tapes. Yeah, deep deep cuts, uh-huh. both in a uh, reflector tapes, arcade fire cuts, but also in our own episodes that was way back yeah uh, they let themselves be seduced for a yes for a name love is not only in the songs oh i just said that yeah, yeah. but what's interesting, interesting with that too is that uh non is n-o-m is like name in french but it also could be no, no. so it's like for a yes for a no but it's, uh again just more wordplay. wordplay yeah i um i mean that makes sense too that they like the the audience wants to like in the prestige where saying like they the, the the with the magic trick they want to believe and Bruce talks about that truth too that when he when he writes the songs and when he does the shows that it's a magic trick like he's making this out of nothing he's making these life-changing experiences for people out of nothing and that's the magic trick of of artists so they can make you feel something you know just by saying words and uh you know we want it uh, we want to feel something we want to have our life affirmed or whatever, like, you know, yeah, this, this blows me away or this is fine or yeah, it doesn't really do much for me, but we want them to put themselves out there because we want to grab that and to have it affirm us or them or, you know, the gender or whatever they're saying here. Only sometimes I sigh. I tell myself, what's the good way to sing love without reason, without knowing anything about boys? And uh, yeah, going back to the thing about reflector, uh, this I think parallels the how do we how can we put ourselves out there um, in the relationship? How can I put myself out there without being hurt? Or how can I put myself out there making the music without people eating us alive? Yeah, yeah, I agree. very reflector. Yeah, and you know you can't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the the for 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 things to be good, you gotta put yourself out there. And for better or worse, you know, you get hurt or you might not, but uh, that's it. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it kind of, 
it shows an immaturity in the uh, way that they're viewing relationships compared to other songs that they're still asking this question that they don't quite know how to put, yeah, how do I put myself out there without, without getting eaten alive? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there isn't a way, but they haven't realized that yet. But maybe they have because she's saying, I'm just a doll of wax, that doll of her, under the sun of my blonde hair, doll of wax, doll of her. You think about the, her own beauty is melting her in some way. Yeah. I don't Yeah, too. It's like, just like under my sunny blonde hair. It's like, well, it's very much just like, I think it too, it's just like, I am a person under all this hair and under all this beauty. Like there is a person inside of me, but no one can see it. Yeah. Like they can't see past her sunny blonde hair. And that fact is, is, is burning her up. Yeah. Uh, judging her before they get to know her just by the fact that she is beautiful. And you can say judging Arcade Fire before you get to know them just by the fact that they make good music. Uh, you can't go into it. You can't go into it without, uh, I mean, not the fact that you go uh, uh, have good music. Like we were saying about everything now that just by virtue of them being Arcade Fire and that album coming out, nobody was going into that with no expectations because unless someone for some reason just never heard of them before and just knew nothing, uh, you're going into that either that, oh, these these guys are so like pretentious and and you know lost it or whatever or you're going in with such diehard expectations because all their stuff has been so good that like just by them being who they are and having that blonde hair people are going into the music with expectations that they're not you know it's not starting off from a blank slate yeah and the last but one day i will live my songs doll of wax doll of her without fear to the heat of boys doll of wax all of her mm-hmm. yeah it checks out again a very regime thing to say that the one day will make it out one day she'll reach the sea or whatever and uh live without the fear of of the fans melting and the people melting her yeah because overall it's like the melting is not good and it's like that you know i don't want to live like this but i don't want to die and so there has to be something better than, than, than getting melted. There has to be a way for me to do this and, you know, we'll make it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about musically? Musically, it's really interesting. The band adds to – so the original song is only about two minutes and 31 seconds. The band's version is about three minutes. They add this harmonized ooze at the very end as they all kind of sing together, which I think works pretty well, actually. And – um Overall, it's very loyal to the original, like the cover itself. It's like not that different, which I think is you know interesting that they played it that way. But um, yeah, musically overall, it's it, it really fits the band's feel. I thought like when you listen to the original, it's got more of a it's like a real I think it's a big band that she plays with mm. because it, I mean it was like early '60s, late yeah it was sorry mid '60s. And um, that she's playing it, and like it had like a more there's a lot of brass, and it sounds like a big band. Whereas the Arcade Fire, it's you know they're normal instrumentalists, but like this is Neon Bible time, so like there is a more varied use of you know eccentric instruments. Yeah, musically for me, it it feels like a live cover where they only worked it to play it live. It's not the meticulous working hard in the studio, really, really work like every single thing needs to be good or not, not sorry, not, not good. It, it is good, but every single thing it needs to be 
exactly how we want it. We're spending a lot of time. It feels like, you know, spending a bit of time to play it live, but not nearly as uh, produced or intricate as, as other stuff. Like I was saying, it really, for me, it just sounds like this is an Arcade Fire song. Yeah. You want you want to get the ratings? Uh, yeah, I give it der Kerl grave doll der sank. So I give it two two en- out of five. Two engraved hearts out of five. Ah, what do you got? Um, I have uh, how many mirrored records? And I have one and a half out of five. And for me, I think just keeping in mind that I'm rating this as an Arcade Fire cover like a cover relative to a song that mm-hmm. I think the cover would have to be really, really spectacular to say that this as a cover is as good as one of their original songs. Something like, yeah. like all along the watchtower is a Bob Dylan song, but Jimi Hendrix's cover is one of his best overall things. Mm-hmm. Whereas saying like this, this relative to like what tunnels or, or other things we've given fives. Yeah, it's a, it's a one and a half. The only exception for me so far has been Brazil where that I think it is it's a cover but it's so good that it's much higher for me. Yeah, that's interesting. I think like yeah and it, I I enjoyed listening to it so that's why I gave it a 2 versus like something like a 1, but um I agree it's not like going to be an overall all-time great for me. Yeah, I I feel like it's I, I'd of, like to hear it live, I think. Yeah, it'd be cool, but overall okay. it's <laughs> kind of forgettable for me. If they're doing like a 20 song set maybe or yeah, thirty song set. Playing four <laughs> songs. One of them is this. Yeah, <laughs> apocrypha. Uh, uh, well, uh, are we good? What what what's coming up next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be. Yeah, it's it's fun. If it was, you know, an arcade fire covers the alphabet podcast, it'd probably be a bit higher. Uh, but you know, it isn't relative to their own songs. Anyway, that's. Uh, I don't think I haven't. I don't have anything more to say for this. Yeah, neither. Do I. This is another one where I think that these uh, twenty six minutes. Nobody has ever talked about this song in one sitting well, longer than us doing it now. At least maybe not the Arcade Fire yeah, version. Yeah, the Arcade Fire <laughs> version. I guess the judges at Eurovision. <laughs> Probably deliberated a little bit longer. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to be back on the next episode, going back to everything now, after talking about it for so much with Put Your Money on Me. Anyway, we'll see you next time. <laughs>